Hey, good morning. It's Wednesday morning. I hope you're doing well. Let me grab my coffee over here. It's Wednesday. It's good to be with you as we gather together to study God's Word again as we dig into Galatians. Uh, we've been walking through Galatians each morning the last few days, and we're going to continue doing that for a while. So it's, uh, it's good to be with you uh, today as we uh, unpack some more of God's Word. Uh, we'll be uh, reading today from Galatians chapter 2. We'll be in verses um, 1 through 10 of Galatians chapter 2. We see Paul write these words. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along with me. I went up in response to Revelation. Then I laid before them, though only in a private meeting with the knowledge with acknowledged leaders, the gospel that I proclaim among the Gentiles, in order to make sure that I was not running or had run in vain. But even Titus, who was with me, was not compelled to be circumcised, though he was Greek. But because the false believers secretly brought in, who slipped in to spy on the freedom we have in Christ Jesus, they might enslave us, we did not submit to them for even a moment, so that the truth of the gospel might always remain within you. And from the, those who are supposed to be acknowledged leaders, what they actually were makes no difference to me. God shows no partiality. These le those leaders contributed nothing to me. On the contrary, when they saw that I had been entrusted with the gospel for the uncircumcised, just as Peter had been entrusted with the gospel for the circumcised, for he who worked through Peter, making him an apostle to the circumcised, also worked through me and sent him to the Gentiles. And when James and Cephas and John, acknowledged pillars, recognized the grace that had been given to me, they gave to Barnabas and me the right hand of fellowship, agreeing that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They then asked only one thing, that we remember the poor, which I was actually eager to do. So we see Paul here laying out a conversation he's had um, with some of the religious leaders in Jerusalem. Uh, so let, let's, let's look at what's happening here and what we can learn from this. So as we see, Paul has been doing ministry, and um, he's been preaching and teaching with uh, circumcised means Jewish, Jewish believers, uncircumcised means Gentile believers. So Paul is doing his ministry primarily with uh, the Gentiles, the uncircumcised believers, whereas Peter and many of the other apostles are focusing on outreach to the Jewish community. And we see here, um, uh, verse 8, it says, For he who worked through Peter, making him an apostle to the circumcised, also worked through me and sending me to the Gentiles. So we see, once again, Paul reaffirming his apostleship and reaffirming the, the, the call that God has placed upon him. And the same Jesus that called, remember we talked yesterday about how Paul Paul's Damascus Road experience was for him, much like Peter and Andrew being called from the fish, uh, from being a fisherman. Um, Paul here is saying, so the same one that worked through Peter, in other words, when Christ called Peter to go and to be the apostle to, the, to, to, to this group of people, the same way Jesus called him and used him is the same way that Jesus is calling and using me. So Paul, once again, is, is, is reaffirming and testifying to his apostleship even here. So all that being said, basically what's happening here is Paul has been teaching and preaching. And I really, really, really want to talk about what Paul, what Paul said, Paul, something Paul says here, which I think is so good. Um, verse 2. said, I went up in response to Revelation. Then I laid before them, though in a, only in a private meeting with the acknowledged leaders, the gospel that I proclaim among the Gentiles in order to make sure that I was not running or had not run in vain. That's so awesome. Paul had a revelation about what he was teaching. And Paul really wanted to make sure, because when we think of Paul, we think of somebody headstrong. <laughs> you know, Paul, when you read the book of Acts, Paul's very headstrong. Paul is, Paul's pretty 
settled his ways and what he's going to do. Um, we don't think of Paul as a particularly passive or a weak person. Paul's pretty headstrong. So I think it's so significant here that Paul says, hey, I want to make sure, I want to make sure what I was teaching was right. I want to make sure that I was doing the right thing and teaching the right thing and really, truly uh, doing what what is right. So Paul said, I wanted to make sure that I was not running or had not run in vain. Um, we never need to be afraid of accountability. We never need to be afraid of accountability. Even Paul, who I think we'd all agree, Paul's pretty awesome. Paul's, Paul's pretty awesome. Even Paul understands that he needed accountability in his life. And he is someone to speak into his life to make sure that he was doing the right thing, teaching the right thing, and instructing the right way. Paul goes to these leaders and says, okay, guys, that's what I'm teaching. That's what, I do, what I'm doing. Am I right? Is this right? Am I teaching the right thing? Am I sharing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? Am I right? We all need to have somebody in our life. We all need to have somebody in our life that we're willing to submit ourselves to to make sure that we're doing the right thing. I've got folks in my life who will call me out if I'm doing the wrong thing, if I'm living, the, if I'm not living as I should, if I'm, you know, if I'm not doing what I ought to be doing, or if I'm not, you know, if I was to start teaching wrong doctrine or start teaching things contrary to Christ, I got a lot of folks in this church, a lot of folks in my life who would say, oh, Andy, I don't know, I don't, I don't know about that. You need, you need to check what you're doing. You need to check yourself. And notice what's happened here, though, is Paul submits to this. Paul often said, if someone comes up to you and says, hey, I'm going to be your accountability buddy, run from them. Accountability is something that you give, not something that's taken from you. Paul goes to these and says, hey, I need y'all to make sure I'm doing the right thing here. I need you to check me, make sure I'm teaching the right thing, make sure I'm doing the right thing. I need your accountability in my life. And um, they confirm what God's doing in his life. It says they um, they acknowledged uh, the acknowledged pillars gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship, agreeing that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the, to the circumcised. So now, now what what he lays out here with this notion of some some of those some of those false believers, basically this goes back to this conflict between should a Christian first have to submit to the Jewish law, or is they, so in other words, should Gentiles when they get saved, do they first do they first need to become Jewish? Or do you go do? Or is, is Judaism just a, a, a an entryway into Christianity? Does one first in that in those days? Does one first have to become Jewish to become Christian? Paul said no, and the church said no. You don't have to. We're saved by grace through faith, lest no one can boast. We're not saved by the keeping correctly of any of the law. The, 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 and that's what's happening here. So, to be a Christian, you didn't have to be circumcised. You didn't have to follow all the all the teachings of the Levitical law. You followed Christ, and Christ alone saved you. We're not saved by the correct keeping of the law. The law, as Paul would tell us, the law was given in many ways to show us that we can't keep it. We're saved by grace through faith. We're not saved through the law. So 
Paul here basically, and this, this what we're talking about here is going to be really unpacked in the next section. We're going to see this really rear its head again. This is going to rear its head throughout the rest of the uh, the rest of Galatians. Actually, the rest of Galatians is going to deal with what we see here: this conflict between the, the words called Judaizers, those who felt like the Christians should, should first become Jewish, versus the ones that said, no, that's not what. It's not about following Levitical law; it's about following Jesus. It's not about following the law. Now we need to. Be smart, not do dumb things. I mean, the law's a means of protection. It's good. But we aren't saved by keeping the law correctly. We're saved by Jesus. And that's what they tell him, Paul. They send out Paul to say, mm -mm, you, go to the, you go to the uncircumcised. You preach Jesus to them. We'll go to the circumcised. We'll preach Jesus to our people. You go to the Gentiles, and you preach Jesus to them. So the only thing we ask of you, the only thing we ask of you, that you remember the poor in Jerusalem. Remember the poor in Jerusalem, because basically what happened is, by this time, the, um, the, 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 the ones who could have left Jerusalem had left Jerusalem, and the folks that were left in Jerusalem were basically the poorest and the oldest and the weakest. So Paul, would, in, his, in his journeys, where he was teaching and preaching, Paul would take up an offering, a good old-fashioned love offering, for the believers in Jerusalem. And so they wanted Paul to remember the poor. Basically, mean they wanted Paul to go to these Gentiles and teach them about Jesus, and then also take up a love offering so that these Christians that were left in Jerusalem could basically survive because there was no way for them to work. There was no way for them to make money. They were starving to death, and they were they were in dire needs. So Paul is asked to remember the poor. In other words, he's asked to take care of the poor in his community, and I mean take care of the poor rather than Jerusalem, and proclaim their needs. And so Paul said, I was glad to do that. That's something I wanted to do. So we see today Paul submit to authority, which is a great thing for us to see. And we see once again that Jesus is at work at Paul and that the gospel is about Jesus and not about anything else. It's always about Jesus. So I think we can learn a lot from Paul today, especially when it comes to uh, submitting, ourselves, submitting ourselves to authority and uh, allowing, uh, allowing people to have accountability in our life. And you need to have somebody in your life right now somebody in your life who you have accountability with and who when they tell you something, you got to listen to them. Uh, I've said it before. you got to have at least one person in your life that you've given permission to to call you an idiot and you'll listen to them. Paul submits himself to the authority of the church here. And um, in our lives, we should do the same. So, hey, praying for you guys today. Have a great day. Join us for Bible study tonight. Um, looking forward to it. We'll have Bible study online at St. Matthew's on Facebook Live. Um, on YouTube, so be sure to join us tonight and uh, make plans to worship with us Sunday. It's going to be a great day. Uh, have a great day. We'll see you uh, tomorrow morning. Have a great day.